I like reverb as much as the next guy, but nobody needs to pay that much for it. Yeah, like fuck. Uh, let me put the computer in a big room and get the same sound. <laughs> yeah. Together like a clip show to release um, next Wednesday, and I'm going to call it. Since we've had so many conversations about reverb, I'm going to try and find all of those and put it. <laughs> and it's going to be our our, our uh, a very reverb Christmas right. <laughs> or something like that. It'll be a fun um, evolution to have me be like, I don't know what the fuck reverb is. Be like, I learned how to do reverb, but only in one specific way. <laughs> I was happy though, like they, they have a few reverbs that they recommend too, and one of them is only fifty bucks. So it's like, okay, like you know, the other one like one's three hundred, one's five hundred, one's eight hundred twenty-five. Like eight hundred twenty-five for a fucking reverb app. Like, come on. Just get a pedal. Like Well, I mean I I mean I think I don't I mean I guess that's possible, but it's probably easier if you're like working in a DAW to just be able to turn it on like within the software instead of like routing it through and back in. And I don't know how latency works with any of that. Right. I like reverb as much as the next guy, but nobody needs to pay that much for it. Yeah. Like, fuck. Just let me put the computer in a big room. We'll get the same sound. <laughs> yeah. Although there is one, uh, which one I forget which one it was, but one of them that you could basically recreate famous concert halls from around the world. So it's like, if okay, you want to have the right. reverb of the Sydney opera hall, you could add that to your piece. But that one, I think that's the one that's like $800. That, that is cool. Like, yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I could see why, like, I mean, yeah, the, the, the work they had to do to go and record mathematically, whatever, like I get that, but just like someone sitting on their computer being like, okay, let me program in these parameters. Okay. $800. And someone else is doing pretty much the same thing going, yeah, $50. Sure. Like, I was able to do more details with panning, with mixing. I was able to add some reverb, which I don't know a lot about reverb. But, you know, it's like I always hear people tell me, oh, it's either you need to add some reverb or, oh, it's too much reverb. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I, it's, one day I'll deal with this. I'll unpack it's the that. timing but, belt. Yeah. It's the equivalent timing belt for a car. <laughs> you right, say yeah. it's the timing belt that's off. So they're going to look at you like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's, you know, and to be fair, like whoever has said that is probably right, but it's like, I don't know how to fix that. Because when someone says it needs reverb, I add reverb and somehow it's too much. And it's like, I, I don't know where the mid ground is. So that's hopefully something I'll, I'll learn, you know, or it's just like, I'll, I've heard that before too. When people are like, oh, you know, could you listen to my mix and give me any feedback? And it's like, oh, you should add some EQ. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Add some EQ. <laughs> when you say add, that's something you should just be able to flip a switch. Oh, I added this. Or, you know, or I feel like even with, with cooking, you know, even that's bullshit. Like, oh, add some pepper. Okay, how much is some pepper? Like, do I add, like, a pinch? Or do I add, like, two cups of pepper? Like, you know, give, give me a range, you know. Well, never two cups. <laughs> I think yeah. That's a good rule of thumb yeah. there. <laughs> sure. Um, 
But yeah, or, or another thing I've heard too is like uh, there are a few forums I'm on on Facebook where it's like, you know, oh hey, I'm a beginner. You know, can someone give me some tips on, you know, kind of mixing and adding reverb? What's some rules to start with? And and a bunch of people just be like, use your ears. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you, because you, whoever is asking this question has been doing this, and they haven't heard something wrong that needs to be fixed by using their ears. And especially if it's it's not this. Um, it's also not this thing that's just like, oh, it's up to taste because there is an industry industry standard for certain things about how things are supposed to sound a certain way for it to be quote unquote professional and whatever, or, you know, radio play friendly or whatever. So it's like, don't say that like, oh, just fiddle around with it and find what you like. Like, no, like chances are like there's a, uh, there is a formula for that, at least to some degree, you know, and I actually did find some videos that were kind of getting into that. Like, Oh, if you want to do this thing, here's how you do it. And they would take you step by step, like open this, turn this to this, roll this down to this, go to this frequency. And it's like, okay, thank you. This is, this is helpful. <laughs> I was able to kind of do that. This is becoming more about logic than it is about the star girl thing, but we'll get there. And I think that'll help me get back to like, you know, again, working on the, the, the songwriting or compositional process, not tweaking all the fucking knobs and everything, um, you know, and be like, oh, do I need some EQ here? Do I need some, re-? you know, I mean, I'll, I've learned how to quickly just slap on a basic reverb. So I'll do that, right. you know, and I've noticed that difference, but like the difference between this reverb and that reverb and this company, and, that, and it's just like, whatever, you know. Which I think, I, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I've, I've come to realize, I think, why why I struggle with the idea of reverb so much and why I think some other people, I, I, I feel like guitarists probably know more about reverb in general than any other instrumentalist. We, and, we and it's never occurred reverb. to me. To, yeah, well, no, but it's because, like, it's probably, it's been part of your instrument. Like yeah. for the whole time, like how often does a flute player have to think about reverb? How right. often does a cello player have to yep. think about reverb? Like they don't me as a drummer in every band I was in, I was just playing the drums, but it was the guitarist in their amp with, okay, the reverb and this and right. that and the pedals. So it's always been there. And I wonder how many of the people who are now engineers, like started off as guitarists. And that's right. why like they have this affinity for reverb and, and their ears are so finely tuned to different styles of reverb, which to me, it's like, uh, I, I think one time I finally like heard the difference, like, Oh, and I made that connection with, well, yeah, like your, your guitar isn't sort of producing the same, you know, resonance the same way a cello produces resonance, right. like in a concert hall, especially like if you're playing electric and you're on a stage right. playing through amps anyway, like, so it's, it's, you know, so that, that makes sense to me. You're trying to bring the life that say an acoustic guitar would have making actual like acoustic, you know, uh, uh, reverb on its own in a space you're trying to simulate that with your electric guitar playing through an amplifier so like i get now why there are people who know so much about it and i guess i'm using that as an excuse well this is why i don't know about reverb like <laughs> well, no it's, but it's like, like you know it's it's the the led zeppelin thing like from it might get loud like the reverb on levy breaks is they just set up in the central area where there's yeah and that, that whole, yeah Mm-hmm. So that was the reverb on the drum right. set. There's no one tweaking knobs. There's right. no one putting in different plugins, you know. And... and that's the thing. Like, in order for Jimmy to get that sound and that room size in his amp, he didn't play that live and they didn't record it live in that hallway the same way. They had to reproduce it through some sort of effect to give it that huge, tall, res like, reverb yeah presence that's the thing like i'm always trying to get i want like ed sullivan's show like i want 60s ed sullivan show i want that 
reverb sound, what it sounds like in that studio. That's always what I'm trying to to dial in. I don't know how that, even if it's consistent, but in my head, that's always sort of like, this is what it sounded like on this, the Ed Sullivan right. show. Like, Another thing that occurred to me too is like, I wonder how much of that also has to do with the fact that when you're playing through an amp, it's so directional, you know, right, right, right. like when a cello plays a note, it's, it's coming from everywhere, but right. an amp, it's going forward from the speaker. I mean, it's going out a little too, right. but it's not 360 degrees, you know? So, and so yeah, huge... like I get it. I get why yeah. there's a need for it. I get, you know, why you get like, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a part of your sound of your right. signature sound. It's I one just, of my favorite I things have... about my amp is I have one knob reverb. And I love that because I can go tiny little room, big fucking room, nothing in the middle, no EQs, no decay rate. I've got a bigger re- reverb now. It's from JHS's like series three, but like very basic, very affordable, well-built pedals. It's supposed to make it easy. But it's got three knobs. I'm used to one, yeah. <laughs> zero or 11. That's where the reverb right. is. I don't know where <laughs> these other knobs were. The knob so. is analog, but your options are digital. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've got huge rigs of like, there's tanks, reverb tanks that they have, where oh, it's God. like this block box with like a spring in it and it sends the wave of the sound through the spring and it re- mm-hmm. reproduces like it's crazy like yeah. the and gu- guitarists are like ooh we can make whatever room we want <laughs> wherever we are <laughs> yeah great so so yeah so I, I i get it and i have that understanding of it now um and again i think with with me like writing for an ensemble like you're writing for the instruments they're playing in a hall or wherever they're playing like you don't have control as the composer over the hall that's being performed right. in or you know like when i started using sample libraries they were recorded uh, in a concert hall so like right. you're getting some natural reverb from a lot of them that were from the hall they were in so right. it's like i never i never listened to it and was like oh this sounds flat and dry like it sounds live to me because that's how it was recorded um but that's apparently not enough for some people. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and I get the idea of using reverb to to make it sound like sample libraries from different companies recorded in different spaces are in the same space. Right. Like, yeah. I get that, which is why I'll just slap reverb in on, like, the output and be like, everything is playing through this one reverb. Mm. I hope that's good enough. You know? <laughs> right. Well, anyway, this doesn't have to become a, a gear production discussion, but that's, well, you know, but again, I'm that's saying, what I'm saying is that's the stuff I want to learn. Like, I know I have to do that. I want to learn how to do it, but I want to learn it efficiently, you know? Yeah. I'm just thinking our reverb discussion is again, one of our uh, topics that don't go anywhere. Right, we, don't, yeah. we don't have to do the go home segment because we've done yeah. it twice already. And we, we have talked about reverb and Tim has learned nothing. <laughs> We know Joel likes one knob reverb. That's about all we've learned from this segment. <laughs> one thing I did learn a cool trick, and this is one of the little tidbits I keep in my head, is that if you want like an instrument to sound closer, you, you like use the same reverb as the other instruments, but use less reverb so that it's a drier oh, okay. sound will make it come forward in the mix, whereas a wetter sound will make it go backwards in the mix. Oh, so it's like, oh, this is a violin solo. They're closer to the front of the stage, so they wouldn't have as much reverb as everyone else in the back. Um, so... That's something I've learned that's like, oh, that makes sense to me, and yeah. I can implement that, except that most of the reverb I've looked at 
it's not just like here, how much do you want? It's like 50 knobs. Yep. And I'm like, what do all these do? <laughs> and I saw it has a dry knob. I'm like, I thought the point of reverb was to make it more wet. Why would you put on reverb to make it drier? Like what the fuck? <laughs> so the dry, there, there's certain ones where the dry signal is added as another layer. So you have the, the waveform of the sound of your instrument by itself is the dry. And you mm-hmm. can have that layered on top of the ambient wet sound. So as it gets more dramatic, you can pull in more of that to give the tone more uh, okay. presence within so, it. So would that be like in what I was just saying, like you could add more dry to bring the instrument forward? Yeah. As opposed or, to, or to make it less more, wet? Right, right. Yeah. It's okay. making it, I, it, it's, it's aimed at having it ring through clearer. Okay. So without use, losing any of the ambience, you get the clarity of the original signal as well. That's okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to. Yeah, you wouldn't want to lose the resonance of the reverb. You just want that 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 part to speak more directly and clearly and more. Yeah. Okay, I get that. So Welcome I did learn. Welcome to Gear Gab, <laughs> <laughs> a series of one minute explorations of how audio effects work. <laughs> You'll probably be happy to hear this because I feel like I've complained about this a lot. I'm starting to understand how reverb works now. <laughs> <laughs> Goal number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, that's the thing is like, I feel like if I had this short list of like, here's all the stuff that in my 20 some odd years of being a composer, I've never figured out yeah, how to make a living and how to do reverb. And it's like, boom, here they are. And it was kind of funny too. Like there, there's so many times in that class where he'll say something and I'm like, and it's like what you're not supposed to do. And I'm like, yep, that's what I've been doing all along. So I'm glad I'm taking this class. Like one of them is like, you will be every part you play in, you put into your DAW, you will play in on a keyboard. You will not take a score from Sibelius or Finale and import it in. I was like, yep, that's exactly what I've been doing. Good, not doing that anymore. Um, the other thing was he was talking about how, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, a lot of beginners will just slap reverb on the main out on your thing and just have it applied <laughs> evenly across the whole track. I'm like, yep, that's me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> For, it was mostly a focus on, yeah, like playing all the parts in and then also like the reverb. And I learned, um, I, it actually was sort of put in a very cool way that like made sense. Like, you know, again, I, I understand why guitarists use reverb, but it's like, why do my sample libraries need reverb? Like they're recorded in a hall. Part of the reason is they're recorded in, you know, if you have them from different companies, they're coming from different halls or some of them are recorded dry so that you can add your own reverb. So a lot of it's making them all match and making them sound like also not just any reverb, but making it sound like the way reverb sounds on Hollywood film scores. Like what are they doing that's making it sound a certain way? Um, So I learned a lot of that, like both from, you know, the idea of like, oh, here's how to fake that sound, how to achieve that sound, but also here's a a better workflow way to handle that. Mm. You know, like I said, instead of just slapping it on the main out and be like, (laughs) everything's getting the same reverb. Um, I also had to buy a better reverb too. Um, So I ended up buying uh, Valhalla, which I think is the brand name. And they're they're Valhalla Room, I think is their more just like basic generic reverb Uh that's meant for this type of thing as opposed to like a special effects reverb. Like they also have for free, I think it's called like Space or something like that. It's some other like special effect reverb that I was like, that sounds fun. I'll get that. But that's not going to sound real. It's going to sound like, you know, you're okay. I'm adding reverb as a special effect. So um but anyway, like I've been working with that one and they've been mentioning a few others that I might buy, but they're also like, 
oh yeah, this one's really great. Oh, that one costs $800. Okay, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I can't even tell the difference right now. I'm not going to spend $800 on someone's word. I'm going to wait till I can kind of feel like, okay, I need something better than this. Where do I go next? Um, and it was funny too. I watched as part of our class, we had to watch this video where a couple of guys from Spitfire Audio were basically doing a, um, uh, what's it called when you start like with the eight and then you go down to four and they kind of, you pair them off. Uh, 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 what's that called? That like, like a tournament. Yeah. Like a tournament. Isn't there a name for when you do that specifically, when it's like these two against these two, and then the winners of those go against these two. It's like a bracket bracket. Like Thank you. Yeah. Bracket. Yeah. 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 So they did that. And one of them was actually like a physical, like hardware reverb. Guess how much it costs to buy that, that unit. Uh, I mean, just tell me, like I, I don't want to under sixteen thousand dollars. shit for reverb. <laughs> That's insane. So I, I I was looking up there. There's a, a guitar pedal that I really want that is is stupid expensive. Like it, it's 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 not sixteen grand. But what's cool about it is like reverb. There, there's a spring reverb. What mm-hmm. the way they kind of create the sound is they make the spring move. And there's reverb pedals that you can buy that you connect to actual spring units. So it's a box. Oh, that's cool. Plug your pedal in and you actually like your sound going through it vibrates the spring and it makes this huge fucking echoey, like space unicorn reverb room sound. Or even like reverbs. You know, I know, I know you're also, that's, that's one of the things I realized too, is like, you're, you're very much more hardware whereas I'm more software. Right. So it's like, I was even thinking like, Oh, even, even like the reverb plugins I've learned about, like Joel probably wouldn't want those. Cause they're like on the computer, <laughs> you know, it's like you download, there's no, there's no box to open, you know, there's no, <laughs> no buttons to actually push with your hand or foot. You know, it's like, just like click, Oh look, there's the reverb. <laughs> I didn't realize how, how accurate the there's no box to open statement was until you said it. I was like, Oh no, that's right. Right in my heart. That's exactly how it, I, hate fair, I, think, I can't open. <laughs> I also think it's, that's maybe part of why, I mean, I've gone through degrees of retail therapy too, with the stuff I've bought, but like it, yeah, it definitely doesn't have, I mean, it's more real, um, not realistic. What's the word uh, practical for me to just download something that I don't have to touch that somebody outside doesn't have to touch. But like, yeah, like you don't get that joy of like when I bought a bunch of Lego stuff from target and then put it in a closet to quarantine. Cause it's just like, all right, I don't know who has been coughing on these boxes. And then when it's like, oh, it's been a week, I can take the Lego stuff out of the closet <laughs> and put it in. And now it's just been sitting on a, in a pile, but like, anyway, but I had them. Um, but I, yeah, like, I feel like, you don't. I don't, I don't think I get the same reward that you do from o- opening a box and getting to have this physical thing with me. It's always like, it's the buildup of like, should I get it? Should, oh, I'm going to get it. Yeah. Download. Okay. PayPal. Okay. It's on, it's on my <laughs> computer. <laughs> yes. I'll get back to work now. Like, <laughs> all right, man. Love you. This was awesome. Cool. Love you too. Yeah. Thanks for, for still coming out and Hope you got some usable material. We did talk about reverb a little bit. Yeah. So there you go. I, I'm going to have to track it all down. I've labeled most of it, so that it shouldn't be that difficult. And there's definitely, like, it's funny because when I went to edit the first one, we were really talking about reverb. Mm-hmm. I initially, like, started to cut it all out. And then I was like, we talked about this, like, last week. And this this is, like, a four or five episode arc of us talking about it. It's like, no, leave it in because, it, like, we make jokes about it later. So like it's slowly built to this. It's going to nice. be great. <laughs> well, let me, let me quickly rattle off. These are some of the, the, the reverb. And again, these are plugins, not physical 
But let me just at least rattle these off so you could add these. If someone's like, oh, they talked a lot about reverb, but I don't, you know, I didn't learn anything, you know. <laughs> so here are some of the reverbs that I've learned that I want to buy. So there's east-west spaces, which is a convolution reverb, which I know what that means now. So it's actually like sampled in physical spaces as opposed to algorithmic reverb, which is all done with math. So that one has like, yeah, recordings of uh, specific locations if you want to simulate being in these locations. So that's that's one of the ones I want to get. There's another one, I think it's called Altiverb, but that one's like $500 just for reverb. It's the same thing, but better, but I can't justify spending $500 on that. So then there's another one. Um, oh, I, uh, my, uh, my professor just recommended another one today called Cinematic Rooms by Liquid Sonics, which is a relatively mm-hmm. new one that apparently a lot of people are like really digging into and they're like, oh man, like since it's come out about a year ago, it's become a lot of people's favorites. That one's only like 200 bucks for the smaller version. And the one I use is Valhalla Room. I guess Valhalla is the company name and they have a bunch of different reverbs. Some of them are more effects-based. So if you wanted to like, you know, oh, I, I want to make something sound like it's in outer space. They actually have a bunch of free reverbs too that you can download and try out. But Valhalla Room is meant to you know, emulate real rooms. That's why I got it from the program. And uh, Waves Audio actually had a sale going on where they had reverbs that were on sale for $30. Most of the time, they're like a couple hundred. So I bought, and they also had a thing, buy two, get two free. So for 60 (laughs) bucks, I got four new reverbs. One of them was (laughs) algorithmic. One was a convolution reverb. And then one of them was a, a 360. So if you're doing like surround, which I can't yet. But that would be like, if you wanted to actually do surround 5.1 reverb, like that would be the one for that. Gotcha. So, See, for so the, anyway, for those are just stuff like for the, the physical for effects wise, like I have a the JHS series three reverb, which is hundred dollars. It's just like run of the mill. I don't like it as much plugged into my amp because mm-hmm. my amp, it's like a Fender Frontman 25R. It's got reverb, a one knob reverb. It's my favorite reverb like ever. I love that one by itself. So when I plug my pedal board into my amp. I'm I'm using the reverb from the amp. Right. When I'm yeah. going in to record, like going into the DAW directly, I really like having that JHS reverb because it, it. it you can really easily dial in just a room ambience and it's it sounds more natural than the, the like the basic digital stuff that I can throw on stuff. Like I mm-hmm. usually I, I it's not a very sophisticated setup for what I do for like vocals and stuff. So Yeah. Um yeah, and again, like we were saying, like with electronic stuff, the presets, like I go into, you know, Valhalla Room and it's like, large wood room, yes, give me that, throw it yep. in. Oh, large concert hall, give me that. Like, I'm not going to fucking, you know, whatever. I don't need to yeah. design a space, you know, but yeah. yeah. Well, plus, if you make a recording, there's probably no guarantee that you can reproduce how you made that sound unless you kind of right. leave yourself directions for, I had this and this at this level, you know, like. Should I had that, so. I went on a, 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 a deep dive with my like voice memos on my phone. Like a lot of me playing through uh, uh, college and stuff was like trying to find, I could play through the iPad. They have like a garage mm-hmm. band for iPad oh, yeah. with, with amp modelers and stuff. And I'd play through that. And instead of using the microphones, I'd be using like a weird way to input into the, the amp modelers. It'll make it more distorted, sound like, like a harmonica mic. But whenever I would get an idea, I would like just throw voice memos up and record it just open air. And a lot of times it was with my my Ibanez hollow body because I didn't have an acoustic at the time. 
but with the K guitar that I found in the Goodwill, um, so K is the same brand that Jack White has, and I found a 1968 uh, uh, parlor guitar in Goodwill. I paid nine dollars. I'm just filling in the listeners who might not have listened to Movie Mumble. <laughs> we are we are pimping hard for Movie Mumble this episode, um, but the uh, I had to have it repaired. They had to put the the nut at the the headstock with where it kind of feeds the the uh, strings down into the bridge. Um, I had to have that replaced, and I had to have the tuning pegs re- replaced. And the first time that I I got it all ready to play, it it wasn't very long before strings started to pop on it, just because I don't think they finished the the nut part of it as well as they could have. So um, I don't think it's called a nut. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, the uh, the way that things were voiced missing those strings was really unique. And because it was strung with nylon strings, it had this very like kind of rain song, rainy aesthetic. So I actually found a uh, recording that I had done on voice uh, memos with those voicings of it that I'll never be able to recreate because of the way the strings were gone and how, which chords I was playing was omitting notes that would normally show up. So it's something I have the recording from. I think I'm going to like put it into something and loop it and like, because I won't be able to recapture it. It was just a really cool kind of like, oh shit, I captured that moment. I don't know if I'll ever get that again, but I have it. Like it was, it's like catching lightning in a bottle. It was really cool. Yeah. Do you want to hear that rain thing? I, I have. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. like it has a delay oh yeah 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 i wasn't really thinking of yeah but That's about enough of that. And here's Tim with the final word.